Hey y'all, I'm Melanie. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to the Old North State Podcast. We're bringing you on a deep dive into all things North Carolina. Hello. Hello. Welcome, foolish mortals. Yeah. To another episode of the Old North State Podcast. Welcome. Good to see you guys again. We were all uh, partied out last week from the Lake Norman Monster Week. We decided yeah. to take a <laughs> take a Friday off. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people were disappointed. Devastated. The utter devastation that we received. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hearing so many passionate people talk about how much they, they needed us for their Friday morning commute just really brought a smile to our faces. So thank you to those who reached out. And... Um, we were in your prayers, and you are in ours. <laughs> so, uh... Do you want to talk about my adventure today? Sure. Yeah. Light on me. What happened? So, today I had to go to Rutherford County for work. Where's Rutherford County? And tell me on your hand. Rutherford County on my hand. So, your left hand's up. Looks kind of <laughs> like the shape of North Carolina. I'm trying to make this a thing. Um, we're located close to Charlotte, which is like... Bottom left hand, hand corner of your palm. Um, like a little bit. You said it was towards Asheville, right? So we're getting into bit. wrist territory. Yeah, it's if the bottom left hand corner of my palm, so right there, because mm-hmm. everybody can see it, is Charlotte. I would say Rutherford County is about where my bulging blood vessel is. Look at that bad boy. If I was a vampire, <laughs> I would be. Yeah, so I went for work. Um, I am a paralegal, and one of my job duties is conducting our Homeowners Association foreclosure sales. And if you didn't know, yes, your HOA can foreclose on you if you do not pay your dues. Um, And that was my first time ever in Rutherford County. And boy, it was an interesting time. So as soon as I got there, interesting. As soon as I got there, I'm standing on the courthouse steps, and this woman comes out of the courthouse. She's got her sunglasses on. She's got like like one of those t-shirts that you would get at like the beach. It was from like a wings? A, yeah, from like a oh, wings man. and she's I wearing love wings. She's wearing these like really tight biker shorts that she, proportionally I'm guessing proportionally top heavy. A little bit. Yeah. And um I don't I don't like to pick on people like this but her teeth. Mm. And she was she was just yelling at the people that she came out with. And she was like, I'm going to get that trespassing charge to stick. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, oh. like, waiting for it to be 10 o'clock. And I'm like, okay. But that was that was the uh, one thing that I remembered. And then there was this younger gentleman. He looked like he was about 14. He had a suit on, and he couldn't get through the metal detector because he kept beeping. And I felt bad for him. Interesting. But, and then I got complimented on my toes by one of the clerks. She told me that my nail polish looked good. Okay. I'm glad that was a she nail yeah. polish comment, not a, <laughs> yeah. the other direction. She said, oh, your toes look so good. And I was like, oh, thanks. But Rutherford, uh, Rutherfordton is probably like a solid two blocks downtown. And one of those blocks is the courthouse. 
and all of the businesses looked like they were closed. I know a couple yeah. of them are closed because of COVID, but um, little quaint, little cute little town. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed um, it. There's a nice Confederate statue right out front of their courthouse, and they also have the Declaration of Independence right next to it. Interesting. Those are two uh, conflicting ideologies, believe it or not. Yes, and then, so like, the statue's in the middle, and then they've got this like little circular half-circle walkway, and on one side of the half-circle is the Declaration of Independence, and then on the other side is this teensy tiny, teeny little tiny little plaque that talks about how Rutherford County got its name. How did it get its name? Um, some brigadier general from the Revolutionary War. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. It's always yeah. nice to experience those uh, small-time North Carolina towns. We uh, we typically find ourselves in beach towns or the city areas. Yeah. So. It reminded me of Marion. Oh, Marion's fun. In Lincolnton. Of course. But smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have a, um, not a, it's not like a fun fact. Well, it is fun and I guess it is a fact. So it's a fun fact you would say. Yeah, it's more of a headline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be our fun fact for today. And it is that the last privately owned underdeveloped barrier island on North Carolina coast is now protected forever. How exciting. Yay. The North Carolina Coastal Land Trust has purchased Hutoff Island, last privately owned underdeveloped barrier island in North Carolina, this 2.5 mile long beach and associated 1,000 acres of salt marsh and island hammocks comprise one of the best examples of natural dynamic barrier island system in North Carolina. It's located in southern Pender County and it, the island serves as the first line of defense against storms in local, for local communities and provides critical habitat for threatened species like sea turtles and beach nesting birds and rare plants. So, do you think that they are protecting a treasure? Oh, I, did, I didn't think that, but now that's all I can think about. Cuz I know that there are some places um in North Carolina where you're not allowed to dig because they're protected habitats. Okay, JB. Listen. From the <laughs> from the hit show The Outer Banks on Netflix. I uh so I not to give any spoilers away. I saw a little trailer today on Instagram for that. <laughs> so, you know, I commented on it because I was oh, gosh. bored. And I said I hope it's geographically correct this time or something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just cause the comments are a scary place to be, hopefully uh no one just Oh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Good. So anyways, um yeah, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the Seneca guns. Um, like, it was like three months ago I put on the Spooky CLT Instagram page asking if anyone wanted us to talk about any certain topics. And I can't remember at this point who the guy was, but he said the Seneca guns. And I had never heard of it, looked it up, immediately saw its connection to North Carolina. Um, but at that point we had already planned out like the next three months of podcasts. So this sat on the wayside. So, sir, if you're listening, um, thank you. Thank you for your participation. <laughs> We've done every single request so far, um, almost to an extent. Uh, so I'm glad that we can keep doing this. And this was interesting to read about. It so, was. go ahead. So, for more than 150 years, people have been hearing loud booms off the coast of North Carolina that are powerful enough to rattle windows and vibrate houses. 
Often described as artillery fire like a cannon being shot or thunder, the Seneca guns remain a mystery to this day. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. The name Seneca guns most likely originates from Lake Seneca in upstate New York, where similar phenomena has been reported for centuries. A short story called The Lake Gun, written by James Fenimore Cooper and published in 1850, described the sounds as, quote, resembling the explosion of a heavy piece of artillery that can be accounted for by none of the known laws of nature. The report is deep, hollow, distant, and imposing. The lake seems to be speaking to the surrounding hills, which send back the echoes of its voice in accurate reply. No satisfactory theory has ever been broached to explain these noises. End quote. And to this day, that uh, that still stands. Yes. We still don't know what they are. No. Wait, uh, spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> the Seneca guns are rarely, if ever, heard at sea and are typically only heard in coastal regions, but not always, uh, which we will talk about in a minute. So they can be heard at all times of the year, but most often happen during the fall or when there is significant cooling off in the weather. They are most often heard on the East Coast, but there have been a few instances of booms being reported on the West Coast throughout the Midwest and other parts of the world. The Barizal guns in India and Bangladesh were first documented in 1870. Japan has the Uminari, which means cries from the sea. And the Netherlands has the Mistpalfers, which can be heard as far away as Iceland. What a fun little name. Yeah, and um, I saw a headline, but the article was in I th- Bangladesh. Um, the article was from that area of Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and it said that they had an instance recently where the booms lasted for like six hours. Oh, wow. But Google Translate wasn't able to translate the article for me, so I couldn't read it. Um, but anyway... There have also been anecdotal accounts from in Italy of explosive sounds that accompanied an earthquake in 1857. England also has their own accounts of sounds deriving from small earthquakes. Between 1880 and 1916, people described the sounds as booming, blowing wind, muffled sounds, and, quote, an immense covey of partridges in the wind. How, um cultured right (laughs) so overall um loud noises near areas of water with no explanation with no explanation and no connection to like any yeah we'll we'll get into it and this is this okay this is something this next part that i'm about to read i was reading about it and i got all of this information from this town's city tourism website So, (laughs) this is like one of the craziest things that I've ever read in my entire life. So, in the Midwest, accounts of artillery-type sounds were heard before and during the New Madrid earthquakes of 1811 and 1812. These were the biggest earthquakes in the modern history of the Mississippi Valley and were felt as far away as New York City and Washington, D.C., from December 16, 1811 to March 1812, over 2,000 earthquakes were felt in the central Midwest and over 6,000 alone in the boot heel of Missouri where the town of New Madrid is located. 
three of these earthquakes, including the very first of which uh, was an 8.1 magnitude, are still on the list for America's biggest earthquakes. Some of the things that were reported during these um, were sand boils, whatever that is. I have no idea what that is. Seismic tar balls. <laughs> earthquake lights, so like lights shooting up from the ground. Smog. And one of the biggest things that was reported were these sounds of distant thunder and loud artillery-like explosions. So. In my mind, a sand boil is like, think of like a, almost like quicksands, everything coming together, like falling into this one area. Oh, yeah, I guess. But then it like kind of Like a whirlpool of sand. Exactly. And then it, like a. Like a boil. Yeah. So these, the tar balls were coming out of those boils. Yeah. Which. What if, uh, what if instead of the tar heels, we hear the tar boils? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that was like one of the nicknames was tar boil. Then the TVA showed up, slapped right? someone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but. Big Loki fans in this house. Just, just imagine. So the first earthquake that happened, um, was on December 16th, 1811. It was at 8.1, and it happened at 2.15 in the morning. Mission report. So, December 16th. Sorry. So just, so just imagine, like, <laughs> you're in BFE, Missouri, and all of this starts happening, and you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine they were clutching their Bibles. Probably. I mean, that's that's kind of like what the point one of the points that I wanted to get at was like these sounds, you know, it's like the end of times. It can be from what I've read. So anyway, moving on. On the West Coast during the infamous San Francisco earthquake of 1906, which was a magnitude 7.9, citizens reported sounds of all types, including roaring and rushing. In 1989, seismologists in Northern California noted muffled booming, but no shaking. Um, during an incident, and seismographs showed that several small, shallow earthquakes less than magnitude 2 occurred at the same time as this booming. In 2001, there were booming sounds that accompanied an earthquake near Spokane, Washington. So they think that possibly these could be earthquake-related, but we'll see in a minute that they might not be. Yeah. So closer to home, a notable event occurred in Charleston in 1886 when booming sounds were heard with the 6.9 magnitude earthquake that struck. The observations described a roaring sound, and during the aftershocks, many people reported hearing loud detonations. So coastal North Carolina residents have been reporting these occurrences for years, and most likely, or most of them describe the thunder or the sound as like thunder or a cannon being shot. So, in 2001, thinking that this was probably earthquake-related, a study installed a seismograph in a 1,300-foot borehole near Fort Fisher in an attempt to detect earthquakes, but it was unable to record any results of seismic activity. And in 2005, the North Carolina Geographical Survey said the most probable cause for the Seneca guns were shallow offshore earthquakes. Hmm. But, like, wouldn't we be able to, like, we would see that there are earthquakes. You would think. Yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe. 
seems like we have all the facts in front of us and people are still being like, oh, well. Maybe. So, um, scientists hoped to confirm the earthquake explanation when the U.S. array was installed in 2013. Currently in Alaska, the U.S. array is a large network of 400 high-quality portable seismographs and atmospheric sensors that are put into place at temporary sites across the United States. After 18 to 24 months in one location, each instrument is carefully moved to the next site. Launched in 2003, the array has covered around 1,700 locations around the U.S., and by the time the program is completed, over 200 locations will have been occupied. 2,000. 2,000. What did I say? 200. Okay, 2,000. Excuse me. <laughs> the purpose is to further understand the Earth and tectonic processes. Some of the things that the U.S. array has done is study active and ancient structures, active shearing and earthquake generation along the San Andreas Fault, and relating continental deformation to past mountain building in the Appalachian Mountains. So, in 2013, the array was placed along the East Coast from Maine and up into Canada down to the South Carolina-Georgia coastal border. Um, I forget what town is right there, but right there. Um, scientists sought to use the seismo acoustic data from the array and compare it to local news articles to create a catalog of Seneca gun instances. Even though the Seneca guns are known to cause ground shaking, the scientists could not find any earthquake records that coincided with the guns, effectively ruling out ground shaking as the cause of these booms. Areas like the Cape Fear had sensors, but the array was not dense enough to pinpoint where signals were coming from during confirmed instances of the guns. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, that's easy. Like, you see if there was a earthquake, any seismic activity, and then um, yeah, police reports and the like, news and see if it's trending on Twitter in that area. I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, I am not a scientist, so I don't know the answer. In April of 2019, reports of the Seneca guns came from, Kill, from the Kill Devil Hills area, with no immediate explanation, the USGS reported no earthquakes, and the National Weather Service also reported no atmospheric abnormalities. The Coast Guard and the Navy were also unable to provide explanations. People thought the sounds could have been man-made, but the area in which the guns were heard was too broad for something like a sonic boom or an ordnance disposal. There were confirmed earth-shaking booms and demolitions earlier that week at the Dare County bombing range, but they were isolated to Manio and Nags Head. So that area where they were isolated is about like 35 miles from Kill Devil Hills. Um, and the bombing, oh yeah, the bombing range is also around 35 miles from Kill Devil Hills. So, and in January 2020, people all over the Southport and Brunswick County area reported hearing the Seneca guns around 10 p.m. one night. People wrote about hearing loud thuds, doors rattling, windows trembling, and animals going nuts. Comments on the Southport Police Department Facebook post about it said that the sounds could have been caused by military exercises off the coast. At the time, off the coast of Georgia, the U.S. Navy's Carrier Strike Group 4 were conducting training exercises relating to navigational systems. No one could confirm, however, that this military training was the direct cause of the sounds. 
Yeah. Um, living near a military base before, I can say that like your house will shake pretty frequently um, from like those types of exercises. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but not every case, because they have a log of that, and they usually will like tell people, at least you know, if there's complaints and whatever, they can kind of link the two. So will they tell us? Depends on the basic ones, I think. Don't but trust the government. Kids. The Seneca guns have also been heard right here in Charlotte, because we're in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, on April 15th, 2021, reports of loud booms and shaking came out of Myers Park and South Park areas. Meteorologist Brad Panovich, shout out, um, he's truly a, uh, a national a treasure. Yeah. He is. He's a gem. He found out that uh, three seismographs near Charlotte measured the event, but he did not find any evidence of an actual earthquake or other seismic events. The shaking was felt at Myers Park High School, and administrators sent out an audio message to parents telling them that there's no cause for alarm and that class was still in session as usual. So this was recent. This was, yeah, it was what, earlier four months this year. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our nation is definitely fragile right now so the last thing we want is for people to think that we're getting bombed or if there's well i told you so i know that there was one instance where that there was some some type of um activity like this some type of big loud boom that they heard down in mount holly Mm -hmm. um and then i told you about the time where i woke up one morning then the house was like shaking and i literally thought that a plane was about to crash um and i was wondering if like Maybe that was it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, I mean, it it was just like this loud, loud noise, and I I was like bracing myself, like holding onto the bed. I was like, I'm literally about to die, because I thought that a plane was about to crash because it was so loud. Anyway. And it was on the neighbor's car. No, thank God. Not this time. Not this time. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if you ever tweeted about it, and no. we'll see it on your time hop, and then we can go back to records. Mm. Ask Brad Panovich and be like, hey, where were you on this day? <laughs> so we have a few theories, though. Yeah. Tell us about them. Some scientists believe that the cause is earthquakes. In a 2011 article by WECT, a ge- geophysicist with the U.S. Geological Survey said... Magnitude twos and smaller could produce an audible sound and shaking that wouldn't be recorded on the seismic stations. Aha! Hmm. The USGS says that high frequency vibrations from shallow earthquakes generate the booming sound, and when earthquakes are deeper, those vibrations never reach the surface, so sometimes the earthquakes create a booming sound even when no vibrations can be felt. But they're not positive that that's what's causing this. Yeah, it's just a theory, like gravity. All right. (laughs) Got her. (laughs) Some people think that it's underwater caves collapsing. As they do. Some people think it's distant thunder reverberations and storms brewing off the coast. It could be. Uh, Some people think it's the movement of sand dunes. Could be that too. Or solar winds. Possibly tsunami waves or crashing of very large waves off the coast. 
you know my good friend uh Derek Boo Derek Boo Derek yeah he um he had to get over his irrational fear of rogue waves before he joined the navy uh, yeah. he was like terrified that one day he'd be close to water and just like a giant tidal wave would come out of nowhere okay now i'm afraid of that <laughs> well we have those cruise credits so you got to get over that i know um, some people believe that it's meteors entering the atmosphere. Um, I think it's pronounced bolides, bolides. Roly polyolies are space rocks. <laughs> bolides space rocks. <laughs> are space rocks that travel so fast that when they hit the Earth's atmosphere, they explode and do so very dramatically. I get it. The Sometimes <laughs> you just got to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, continental shelf falling into the ocean or shifting tectonic plates under the ocean. Mm. Um, the temperature. Some people think that the temperature inversions occur in coastal areas when cold water decreases surface air temperature and then the cold air mass stays under the warmer ones, leaving sound waves with nowhere to go and nothing to do except bounce back and forth because North Carolina juts off into the sea. The essential, uh, they essentially creates a microphone effect when the sounds are noted in the Midwest. They often coincide with temperatures of negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit and below. These are sometimes described as ice quakes or frost quakes, which are the result of shallow groundwater freezing, expanding, and then causing the surrounding frozen rock and soil to crack. That's one of the more interesting ones because mm -hmm. it, would, it would completely make sense how we couldn't explain that. Yeah. Um, so, in my mind. So there was a picture of it when I was researching this. And so it basically had like the sea on the bottom level, cold air on top of it, warm air on top of that, and then cold air at the very top. Ah, like a cold air sandwich? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that so that would make sense, you know, um, if there were things just kind of reverberating back and forth between the ocean and the, you know, these air masses but yeah i'm not a i'm not a meteorologist i don't know how this works don't trust me yeah we're just fans <laughs> uh sonic booms created by human technology or military planes breaking the speed of sound the military has long refuted claims that they are involved in any kinds of offshore training that would create a sound like this but would the military even tell us there are stations all along the east coast yeah um my dad thinks it's Cherry Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in Bangladesh? I don't know. So, like, you know, you mm -hmm. know me. When it comes to the, the strange and unusual, I often just write it off as people not knowing stuff and making up excuses in their head. And then here we are, like, getting passed along. Yeah. Through but like, people like stories like that. Back in what? 1870 Bangladesh in India. Exactly. Or 1857 Italy. Or, um, you know, 1886 Charleston. We didn't have military planes back then. They, um, they did have cannons. Exactly. Yeah, so. But, I would say, you know, 1886, there weren't there weren't wars going on in Charleston at that time that I know of. Yeah, we'll have to look at the um, the atlas for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And in upstate New York, 
1850. I don't know what was going on at that point either, but yeah, hey, some some of these old ones I don't necessarily believe that it could be the military for that one for those. Well, again, it's also kind of like the Lake Norman monster. It could be a a bunch of different That's things. That's true. Um, that we kind of just grouped together because that is very true. Here we are, just simple humans trying to make sense of this crazy world we live in. Yeah. Um, but we actually have a few more theories. Yeah, so, um, sorry. <laughs> sonic booms created by human technology or a military plane. Oh, wait, I just said that. Gas escaping through the water from deep underground. At least at Seneca Lake in New York, the natural gas, gas bubbles escape from a layer of sandstone deep in the earth. They come up through the water and burst with a booming sound. Lake farts. Yes. The Sorry, face, that's the, the scientific name. The face that you just gave me. <laughs> okay. It's yours to keep. Oh, that was um, good. The next one, UFOs entering and leaving our atmosphere. This is actually the first thought I had because... Yeah. Um, there's... Vi I mean, the videos obviously are, you know, videos, but there's a common theme of stories lately on coastal regions of lights going yeah. to and from the water at like tremendous speeds mm -hmm. um so if you're into that type of thing ufos uh and you're keeping up with paranormal what, caught on camera on the what travel channel talking about. well mm -hmm. also um i mean you know i look at reddit from time to time oh yeah oh yeah and uh because there was like the senate um having to release files on ufos and it was one of those things where they're just like, oh, well, you know, officially we don't know anything. Um, officially, but unofficially they do. That's what that means. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming around to thinking like it's it's almost scarier that they don't. And we and we like to think that they know everything, but ugh. what if they don't and they're just as clueless as we are? I think that they're I, – I think that they just turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, they're also thinking that it could be, um, like, Russia and China just years ahead of us and that type of stuff, which would be so disappointing if you look at the budget that we give them to try to not be beat by Russia and China when it comes to yeah. military things. Uh, don't get me started on don't that. Get, yeah, don't anyways, so the next thing is uh, undersea civilizations. Atlantis. Um, it's Atlantis. Aquaman down there. Atlantis. It's Aquaman punching... Um, what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Oh, look at you remembering that white guy's name. Uh huh. Um, Ocean Master was his uh, name in Aquaman. His I his had no brother idea. Orin. Uh, oh, I did know that. Um, but at the same time, if there was undersea civilizations, I feel like at this point they would have said enough is enough with the plastic, and they wouldn't just be making booming noises. They would like actually, you know, try to wipe us out for being. Fingers crossed. Bad litterers. I absolutely welcome our undersea overlords. Yeah, absolutely. Please take us over. Somebody <sighs> needs to. Yeah. First round of uh, going to Wings is on me. I'll buy you a... Boogie board. Boogie board and a tank top that's themed for the area that we're in with pictures of sharks, even though the types of sharks on the <laughs> tank top have nothing to do with the area that has the name of Do they get a hermit crab? 
Um, the bag of rocks. I hate to break it to you, but if they're coming from an undersea civilizations, they probably have their own hermit crabs. And they're probably giant. You'd like to think, but you know, through selective breeding, they actually bred them down to smaller and with uh, noses that make it impossible for them to breathe underwater. Sorry, that was a shout out to people who uh, breeded pugs and French bulldogs oh. when we shouldn't have because it was a mistake. <laughs> I have um, no idea where you're going with that. You can tell that I've been <laughs> burying that down deep yeah, inside clearly. of me. Clearly, it's like, why are we breeding these? Do like, do you even think that French bulldogs are like cute? Yes. Ugh. I'm sorry. They do you are. You know, it's cute breathing through your nose. I know. <laughs> Maybe you can learn to breathe through your nose. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody can message me and say where that quote came from, I will personally send you a thank you note and a sticker. Um, I didn't know at first, but I know now. Okay. And now that you said that, I don't want to say it out loud, but I want you to know that I know. Okay. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Because that's probably one of my favorite quotes from that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Let's move on. Moving on. Um, speaking of. Speaking of. My name is Ice now. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave it away. If they didn't know that quote, they were not going to know the other one. Anyways. So some people think that it's ghosts. Uh, the Seneca tribe has passed down stories of the booms as far back as the 1600s. Explain that, military. Yeah, there were some military in the 1600s. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they believe that the lake guns are intertwined with the legends of the wandering chief. Sidebar. So this, the, these stories were passed down from before contact. The movie? But the, before contact with oh white people. Gosh. My mind immediately just went to Jodie Foster. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Cont- <laughs> yes, uh, these stories came specifically from Jodie Foster. We are friends with her, and I interviewed her for this podcast episode. Um, sorry. The silence of the guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the tallest and bravest Seneca warrior was out hunting one day and sought refuge under a tree on the shore of Seneca Lake during a storm. A lightning bolt hit the tree and killed him, and both he and the tree fell into the lake. Sad. Um, another one of the situations where, like, who's telling this story? <laughs> How do they know what happens if the person that was there by themselves died? Um, the next day, the Seneca people heard the lake's guns and saw the tree floating slowly around the lake. To them, it resembled a funeral procession on the water's surface. The warrior had been swallowed up by the lake, and the voice of the great spirit, Manitou, booms a curse upon him for violating the hunting and fishing code. Um, imagine if that was the case now. It's like, oh, I forgot to get my fishing license from the Parks and Rec Department. And you're just swallowed up? And you literally just smited. <laughs> that would be, honestly... Uh, what? Sorry. Where are you going with that? Um, I think that that's a good idea for some people. Poachers. 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 Yeah, not the guy that's just trying to not, catch a fish. Not responsible. Nearby the not river. responsible fish. Fish license people. <laughs> Poachers. Um, people also say that the lake sounds come from Civil War ghosts because not, there are so many. Not the lake sounds. It sounds from the ocean. Um, Sorry. Well, yeah, okay. So the Seneca guns 
I guess, other coastal ones. Yes. Um, because there are so many battles in this part of the country, and the sounds often mimic the boom of cannon fire. Um, but I think that's malarkey. Do you? You don't think that, like, people hearing phantom artillery sounds at, like, Gettysburg, you don't think that's real? Um... Like, if, if we were in New Bern and we were at the battlefield and we heard a cannon fire from, like, close range, you wouldn't think that that was a phantom sound? Personally? Yeah. No. Okay. That's I'd good. be like, well, let's look around. Let's <laughs> see uh, if there's a truck whose, you know, engine backed up. Or, That's fair. Or if, you know, we're off the coast, if there was a low-flying plane that just cruised by. But that's just me. I mean, I enjoy these stories, but at the same time... I like to believe. I want to believe. That's the difference between us. I like to believe. You want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's okay. And that's okay. I believe your ghost stories. Do you? I set myself up for that one. <laughs> you yes. did. No, you don't. You don't I believe do. all of them. Not all of them. No way. No way. You don't believe that that book just flew off the shelf that one day? couple weeks ago this was this was actually like two months ago with knowing the structural integrity of our bookshelf um that's fair i don't know what to tell you (laughs) um and it was just so happened to be the ghost of yellowstone book (laughs) yeah anyway so uh tell us what you the the listener think have you um, heard them? I just gave you 14 different possibilities of what these uh, guns are. We would love to hear number 15 from oh, you. Oh, there were more, but I figured that 14 was probably too many. Yeah, what else could it possibly be? I would love to see one of those TikTok videos about it where they're like, the Seneca guns is actually the reverberations from global warming and something, something, something. I don't know. They always have the most outlandish ideas, and like they're like the videos in the background playing are from like the yeah. YouTube videos that you'll f- find in the dark corners. Yeah, but have you heard them? Have you recorded them? If you have recorded them, send them to us. Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you. So I, I can um, hear them. I forgot to tell you. Um, I did find a recording of the Seneca guns. You did? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I bookmarked it. I'll play it for everyone right now, actually. Okay. This is perfect. great. I didn't tell you about this on purpose because I didn't know if you would um, you would want to listen to it beforehand, and I kind of want to no. see your reaction. Did um, you listen to it? Yeah, I listened to it. Okay. Give me one more second. Um, Talk amongst yourselves. No, I was going to say stall for a minute. That you're not stalling. Sorry. People are going to think that... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of something to say about my trip to Rutherford County today, but <laughs> I said it all. It was nice. They had... Um, there was a big cemetery that I passed, and then there was a detour that sent me down this like one-lane road surrounded by very tall trees and kudzu. I felt like I was going to get murdered. And that's the tea on my Rutherfordton foreclosure sale this morning okay um here it comes put your microphone up to yeah, this this speaker. joke's not gonna be worth it 
Damn Are it. you going to Rickroll me? No, I was going to do um, Pitbull sing Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, this joke wasn't worth it. <laughs> Anyways, see you guys next week. Uh, love to hear what you guys want to think about and hear us talk about. Oh, All next right. week we're going to be talking about Pepsi. Since I triggered you. Yeah, we're not talking about Coke. No, we're talking about Pepsi. And we're going to drink some. And now I'm we're gonna, talking. We're going to have a deep discussion about it. Can't wait. See you then. Sources for today's episode can be found on our website at anchor.fm slash old north state pod. If you want to send us a topic suggestion, a funny story, or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at oldnorthstatepod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at oldnorthstatepod. Cheers, y'all. <laughs>